This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody. This is Chris. Oh, good day. This is Jesse. I feel like everything's right in the world again. Yeah. Our our, our entry last week threw me all off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. I, I, I purposely blocked it out. <laughs> you know, come on. Change is good sometimes. Uh, no, I know. It, well, it took us like 100 episodes to finally get a routine down, and then you went and changed it up last week. Well. <laughs> Well, welcome everyone to the Geology Flannel Cast. Yeah. Uh, the premier geology podcast out there. Hope everyone's having a having a great day and uh everything's just going great all around. This is episode 150. Stop it. Oh, is it? 150. Ooh, I just looked it up. Just now. I wish I would have realized that. Sesquicentennial. Is that yeah, what that, that is it? That's it, yeah. That's yeah, a, that's your vocabulary word for the day. No, you um, can't really see it on my shirt, but yeah, I'm wearing my SSW Centennial Geology Podcast shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you made it just for this episode. That I, I did. That was today. Yeah. But we do have some sweet merch on our website if you wanted to check it out. Geologyflowcast.com. Well, welcome everyone. Great for Christmas gifts, holiday gifts. Uh, whatever it Thanksgiving doesn't have gifts. to be a holiday just as you know if you want to impress your friends really anyways we'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast but <laughs> yeah when everybody tunes out so fair I get it see what everyone tunes out statistically when everyone tunes out <laughs> um so uh we got a we got a podcast episode for you guys today we're going to be talking about the Laurentide ice sheet today jumping jumping right into it Chris, what does ice have to do with geology? Well, ice, ice. <laughs> Did I throw you there? Them. Ice, ice does a lot of ice mucks stuff up a lot. It does a, it uh, alters the landscape a lot. And um, even though the ice itself doesn't stick around, the um, the evidence of the ice moving hangs around for a really, really, really long time. So obviously the the ice sheets from the last ice age are gone now, but we can still see how they kind of change things on the surface of the Earth. Field of geology called geomorphology, if you may. Mm. Hmm. So, um, anyways, we're going to be talking about today the uh, the Laurentide ice sheet. So, um. One of the things uh, I think that we should uh, kind of jump into before we even get started is, uh, you know, what's your uh, what's the definition of an ice sheet? All right. And uh, basically, there is a number, um, you know, it, it's a it's, it's as exactly as it sounds it's a huge sheet of ice. And it's got to be about the size of New York State to when to want to actually start tagging that term ice sheet onto it. Is that is that like what it says in the, the literature? I had the I had the numbers. I couldn't find them. I, just, <laughs> I, had, the, I had the exact number up. How big it had to be? If I remember, it said that it was a 
about the size of of New York State. Huh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh here you go. Uh 50,000 square kilometers or 19,000 square miles to be considered a ice sheet. But the ice sheets get much 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 bigger than that. So, like I said, about the size of New York State. So So what what do they what do they call it before it's a sheet? Or is that just ice? Uh, get yourself together, I mean, man. I, I think the the actual term is rink. Call me some time when you're at least this many square feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do they? Is it mountain glaciers that just grow? I get, yeah. I, I, that's that's what I was getting at. I guess they just call them mountain glaciers. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy! He's just a little mountain glacier. Yeah, I don't know what the. Maybe it's just uh, if it's smaller than that, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, they really get recorded in the rock record. Yeah, they build up and they. they I have, mean, it, it, it still does its business. You know, if, if you're a mountain glacier, you're still carving out, you know, yeah. your cirques and your and U-shaped valleys and whatnot. You're usually you're building up from from higher elevation areas because the, the ice has to flow down. Right. So I assume it's some sort of upland where snow is collecting. Turning into fern. Well, the uh, so the Laurentide ice sheet. I was going to save this for later on in the podcast, but I'm so, sorry. Oh, I don't. Oh, well, don't. Right. No, yeah. Don't, Come on, don't, don't do let it. me throw you. Don't off. do it. Don't do go, it. All right, you go. Stick. Let's let's start early here and stick to our perfectly outline. formatted outline. Yes, sir. <laughs> getting getting to all kinds of things early today. We'd like to thank our sponsor the formatting formula our wonderful sponsor for formattingformula.com uh for all of your word document formatting needs or you can check out their videos they're like you know self tutorial videos on youtube it's youtube forward slash c forward slash formatting formula for all of your word document formatting needs uh it's funny the formatting formula is actually having a, a like a slight issue with their website and and they hired somebody to fix their website and they're like wait wait, what what exactly do you do and they're like oh we do this and they're like like the formatting formula ended up instead of being a client to this website developer they they actually ended up helping out this website developer (laughs) formatting their their documents that's great yeah formatting formula is great so formattingformula.com i cannot say enough good things about them uh check them out make sure you say the geology flannel cast saying all right. Thank you very much, Steve. Back so, to our outline. Uh, all right. I'll stop trying to deviate. So where do you, where, where do you guys, how do you guys want to uh, attack this? Uh, oh, let's say, um, let's go over some basic facts of the, the Laurentide ice sheet. So where, um, first of all, where is, because I'm not going to lie. Not everybody's might know where the Laurentide ice sheet yeah, that's, is. That's great. That's a great uh, question there, Steve. Uh, It's the principal glacier that covered North America during the, um, during the Pleistocene, um, which spans about 2.6 to roughly 12,000 years ago. Um, So it was a big old, big old sheet of ice. um, And it, when it hit its max 18,000 years ago, it spanned 
13 million square kilometers, which that's is like uh, five, too hard to grasp. <laughs> five million square miles. That's crazy. That's so basically, all all of all of Canada, yeah, and you know the northern portion of the United States. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is massive. Yeah, it was a big chunk of big chunk of real estate. Ice, the thickness of the ice. Get this. How thick but, was it? Well, since you asked, <laughs> uh, twenty four hundred to three thousand meters thick, which is eight thousand to ten thousand feet thick. That's almost two miles. Two miles. Yeah. Almost two miles. That's a geez, oh me, that's thick. That's a big chunk of ice right there. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the, the Game of Thrones wall of ice times three. Can I tell you something? I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Ah, I, re- I was talking about the books, but sure, if you want to dumb it down with your <laughs> television. Uh, no, but but e- either way, like, you know, in the north, there was the great ice wall. I wonder. They showed it in the show. I bet you we could figure out how tall it was. Oh, I bet you we could too. But yeah. I was just guessing, guesstimating that guessing. the, the Laurentide ice sheet was bigger, bigger, <laughs> three times the size of that. At, uh, at it was least. it was pretty massive in the book and in the show. Like, yeah, uh, as to how how tall it was. Um, but you know, think think about ten thousand feet. That's like. One of the highest mountains you'll have ever seen, if if well, you never left North America. Yeah, that's up there. Because yeah, North America. The if you're in the continental U.S., you are. Yeah, I guess the continental United States. If you go up to like Denali or like something, 14, like yeah, yeah, Denali's in the twenties. But yeah, you're topping out like fourteen, uh, fourteen yeah. Mount Whitney in California, in uh, fourteen thousand. Uh, it's more than fourteen thousand feet tall. I forget the exact elevation, but anyways, yeah, that's. Uh, that, but that th- that just shows you, like, there would just be like a stub of four thousand feet of rock sticking up out of that ice if it went that far. Yeah, which it didn't, but <laughs> but still. Um, you know, we we actually we talked about this before. I'm going to ask Jesse to take over for this part because he mentioned oh this before the podcast started. Um, we talked about where the name Laurentide comes from. Oh, yes. So <clears throat> thanks. Thanks for that. Uh it off to you for a second. <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's it was mainly it, it and I don't know if you want to talk about this later, but whatever. The Laurentide starts in northern Canada and it starts on <clears throat> what's called the Canadian Shield, which is the oldest part of North America, the oldest crust of North America, the Craton. <clears throat> which is she three the, the billion she, crust yeah something like three what's the gas to nice is 3.4 or something yeah, uh, old rocks yeah um and that part of the 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 the, the craton is called the laurentide um craton sure there's the Laurentide Mountains up there as well. Yeah, which yeah, are named after Arctic. what's that? Up in the Arctic. Yeah, Laurentia, the Laurentia. That that's what they call this, which is 
because the reason I'm sorry, I didn't mean to dish this to, to, to put you on the spot here. Justin, no, 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 no. The I, reason, I the reason that uh, we were, we were talking before the podcast started, I said, Laurentide, Laurentia, like, you know, cause Laurentia was, you know, um, yeah. what the North, well, what North, it was part, North America is part of the Laurentian continent uh, all throughout the Paleozoic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, it just kind of, we just, we were just kind of talking for the podcast started. I said, Laurentide and Laurentia, are they, are those, those two terms have the same like root word? Are they tied together or, you know, that's, that's where this, this turns out they are. Turns out they are. Yes. They're named after basically the St. Lawrence river, St. Lawrence Seaway, which is named after Lawrence of Rome, who was, as as the name implies, a saint. He was martyred in the third century. I was off though. Oh, so that's the fun fact about Laurentia is the root. The root is from St. Lawrence. Lawrence comes from St. Lawrence. But, um, I, I said the Acasta nice was, was on the Lawrence, the, the Laurentia Craton. It's actually on the Craton right next to it, the slave Craton. Uh, all both part of the Canadian shield. It's just a mishmash of, you know, continents are mishmashes of, of pieces of crust that get stuck together because continental crust doesn't get destroyed. Right. <clears throat> it just, yeah. just, just is. Uh, it's four billion years old. Four, four point zero something something something. Write that down. Holy cow! Yeah, four point zero three one. It's the oldest known intact crustal fragment, um, on this here Earth. Take so, that, the other six continents. Yeah, and the other Earths. North America. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. But yeah, Lawrence, it's the Laurentide ice sheet and Laurentia. I assume with, you know, the, the Laurentia mountains, I assume they all had the same root word, but I would have never guessed it was uh, Lawrence of Rome. <laughs> no. Yeah. And that's what those, it's, you know, the funny thing, I, the more I learn about this stuff, the more I realize like, all of these like weird sounding terms and stuff like that in geology. Like there's a, there's a, there's a reason that people, you know, gave them these names and, and there's a, you know, there's a whole. Yeah. Some of it is like Latin and logical and makes sense. And some of it's just like, Nope, St. Lawrence river was here and the St. Lawrence river was named after this dude. <laughs> so so uh, going back to the Laurentide ice sheet, uh, it looks, it probably originated on the Labrador Ungava plateau. Ooh. And uh, like I said, no, also on the mountains of the um, the uh, Arctic islands of Canada, and it was centered over the Hudson Bay. Yeah, so that's yes, yes, sort of. Can I can I step yeah, in here? So the, you know, one of the ways an ice sheet works is that <clears throat> you know there are these large scale features, right? And they have a they have a central high point that they flow outward from and so it is technically flowing out in different directions and the labrador part of the the ice sheet the labrador flow or the labrador ice sheet itself is the one that comes down in the hudson that that covers most of north america that we know but there are there was one that actually went north that's called the baffin flow um and there was there was uh there's another one that goes Cordelian. Well, the, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the Rockies. yeah, that goes, that goes, um, yeah, by the Rockies. There was actually one that 
comes down into central Canada and like North Dakota uh, called the Kiwatin. 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 Um, I can't speak to any of those. I only know the Labrador because uh, I'm a homer. I know what's near me. And the Labrador came down near me. So yeah, I want to so- I want to know my enemy. <laughs> Casey comes back. No, that's not I'm I'm just kidding. I would love it to come back. Come back home. We Day after you. tomorrow, like it, happens, in, oh, it happens over a weekend or something. Winter is my favorite month. Jesse is a loves my favorite month. My favorite season. Yeah. He Jesse said his favorite month. That's what made me laugh. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> do we live in like North Carolina or something? I, I, or recognize, like, <laughs> I recognize four months. <laughs> Summer, winter, fall, and spring. Uh, no, I, I did. I did learn something that the ice sheets southern margin, you know, as it, it branched out, like you were saying, but uh, it went down the course of the Missouri River to a place called Cypress Hill. Oh. Yeah. Oh, insane in the membrane. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I, I didn't realize the Cypress Hills were a thing. And now, yeah. now I'm, get, you know, after the podcast, I'm going down this rabbit hole to figure out where Cypress Hill got their name from. Where did yeah. they get their name from? That's what this I'm sure it was like from. a neighborhood or something. Yeah. But, when, I, I, when, but the Cypress Hills are a geographic region in the southwestern Saskatchewan and northeastern Alberta, Canada. And the hills are part of the Missouri uh, upland. Sounds good. I mean, upland. maybe they're from that area. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where Cypress Hill is from. Cypress Saskatchewan, Hills from. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Saskatchewan. Canadians, uh, Canada's most famous rap group, Cypress Hill. Are they Canadian? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I sure they're from Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Went insane. I don't know. I actually, no I don't brain. know where they're from. Um, California, mm-hmm. Southgate, which is in um, <clears throat> Los Angeles County. Got it. So, gentlemen, yeah. yes. Speaking of Cypress Hill, let's get back to glaciers. Here. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> huh? Wait, hold on. Cypress Hill is the first hip hop group to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Anyway, now you can go. Now you can go. Hmm. Um, the Wu Tang Clan doesn't have one, huh? That's they, like they weren't that. the first. I'm sure they have one. Hmm. Wu Tang. I mean, Wu Tang not having one seems Listen, like a Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing problem. to mess with. That seems like a problem that needs to be rectified yesterday. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to ice. Which ice baby? Basics. Let's, <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen here. Let's get back to basics. We skipped over one very important thing. How the heck does this? How do we get ice growing? Thank you. I was going to say, where did the ice come from? Where's it come from? So, um, well, we don't know. Okay, have a good night. <laughs> this it, tune in next week for <laughs> how we ice it. is formed. We can we can water this down. I guess. Uh, ah, is that a pun? Freeze it. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> freeze it down here. Um, it's pretty pretty simple. All you need to do is you need to have more snowfall than melt. Right. So the climate needs to get cold, and. Um, snowfall occurs right it stays it stays on the continents and basically what's what's happening is in the grand scheme of things right when these when the ice is growing it's sucking the water out of the ocean right 
not directly, but you have evaporation and the whole yeah. hydrologic cycle and all, all that kind of stuff. Normal processes still at work. Yes. Um, but ultimately, so what ends up happening is it starts taking all of this water and storing it as solid ice on land. And so what happens yeah. is as you get as you get go through these glacial cycles, sea level drops because you're taking so much of the water out of the out of the water cycle at this point and it's just you're kind of it's you're like a bank you're literally storing this freezing it on land yeah so yeah. i mean just to be a pendant which i'm known for ah <laughs> uh, my my least the, the 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 least trait i have in my life i think but <clears throat> yeah you're not you're not freezing it out as ice right away it snows and that it's, snow builds up and eventually. And then, yeah. And then the snow builds up and actually what happens to get like ice forming to get like glacial ice forming, the snow goes through kind of its own like uh metamorphic process. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, it crystallizes. It, it gets compressed. Yeah. yeah. It grows up, it grows up, it becomes more True. mature. So it's kind of like if you, if you build a, you know, if you're hanging out with your friends and it's snowing, you throw a snowball at them. Right. But if you don't like the person, what do you do? You compress that snowball and you turn it into an ice ball. And then you throw that at the person. That's right? a good way to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Being a jerk. Being a jerk. <laughs> Glaciers um, are jerks is my next point. <laughs> but I think you, earlier you made a point that you, you have more snow than you have melt, right? So yeah, it's not like it's so cold all one, if it was too cold, snow wouldn't be able to fall. It's still, it's cold. But when we think about the ice ages and we think about like glaciations or whatnot, it, it, it's not like it would be like you'd walk outside and instantly freeze, right? No, it, it's the winter time. It, it needs to be like 20 or 30 degrees Fahrenheit because below that, it's too cold for, for moisture to be in, in the air. The air is just dry because it's too cold. So, you know, I think there is a misconception when we think about the ice ages and being like insanely cold. And so you're, you're hovering right around that freezing point because that's when snow falls, 28, 27, 28 degrees Fahrenheit. And so you have a lot of snowfall because it's colder, longer. The average temperature is, is, is dropped a lot. And so you have a lot more snowfall, but part of that snowfall is melting. Because it gets yeah, you little, can get milk occurring in the summertime. It's just, it's just like when if you ever go up, it's like you go up to like uh, go hiking or whatever at a mountain range where there's snow capped mountains. You could be out there in July, right? You could be walking around in, yeah. in um, you know shorts and a t shirt, but there's still snow fields exactly. out there. They haven't it, melted yet. It's sort of uh, when I, it's like that was one of the things that sort of blew my mind when I was like, wait, it. It still got a little warm in the in the summertime. It wasn't warm long enough to melt all the snow that fell. It's it's like when I learned that like permafrost, the soil isn't actually permanently frozen. It actually thaws out a little bit. It gets a little mushy. Uh, the way I think about it though is like <clears throat> there there have been years where we've had tons of snow here in the Northeast. Yeah, I, I 19, near, 1993, right after Pinatubo. <laughs> I live in Philadelphia. <laughs> You know, but you have big parking lots like, you know, back in my day, malls. Oh, yeah. And and the malls would plow all the snow into like that far parking lot. And that snow would sit there until like June. Like it, it would be there 
well in well past the spring, well into the summer, because the snow is slightly insulating itself. Um, and, and it just, you know, there's so much of it in one big pile that the, it would insulate itself and it would just keep, keep on keeping on. And then you end up with this, I don't know, I guess like urban day glacial till, which if you've ever seen a big giant snow pile in June, it is disgusting. <laughs> it's filled with soot and black stuff and plastic bottles and awfulness but that that's that's just the accumulation of like a few snowstorms being pushed into one spot now imagine a few snowstorms being funneled down into a valley or funneled like down from a mountain and and imagine it you know in june or july imagine it only being like 50 degrees instead of 70 degrees 80 degrees 90 degrees so that that's what chris means by it. you have less you have more snow accumulation than you have than you have the snow melt so you so, end up with this net gain of snow you still lose a lot in the summer but you're gaining so much more in the winter that that it ends mm-hmm. up being a net positive amount of snow so let me drop some knowledge or i just have one knowledge bomb for you guys um all right so this the most recent ice ice age, um, which was known as the uh, Wisconsinian Ice Age, and it, um, okay. So the average temperature for then was forty. The average global temperature, all right. And I just have well, okay, forty six degrees Fahrenheit, seven point eight degrees Celsius. That was the yep. average temperature across the globe, all right. In twenty nineteen. That's just the website that I'm reading off of uh, right now. The average global temperature was only was 13 degrees higher than that in Fahrenheit, so 59 degrees. All right, um, which is uh, yeah. So uh, I don't have the uh, I don't have it in Celsius right now, but so that's uh, the diff- 15, 15, like 15 something. 15. Okay, so um, so that's it. So the the difference in temperatures is uh, the I mean I'm saying that that's it, but um. Uh, but I mean, that's is, across the globe. Is, that's a lot, you know. And I, so. I mean, when when we talk about, so yeah, what what did you say? What what was it in forty six during 46. the last during the last the Wisconsin ice age? Yeah, what's and then uh, fifty nine for twenty nineteen. Um, so forty six is seven, like seven point eight. Yeah, and fifty nine is fifteen. So I, I I often use this as an as an example when I talk about like. <clears throat> Um, uh, cl- climate change into the future when I say like, oh, you know, you know, three to five degrees Celsius warming, just it might not seem like a lot as a global average, but as an example, you know, during the last ice age, it was only, you know, 10 to 12 degrees Celsius cooler. And that gave us ice sheets covering, you know, Northern North America that were two miles thick. You know, the, when we talk about the global average, it doesn't take much to really to throw it off. Yeah. Yeah. Change things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. It does. So, yeah. And it goes to the point that it wasn't. Yeah. Insanely cold. Mm-hmm. No. And in, in the summer times, it was still like, li- like obviously during the last glacial maximum, there were humans. We, we were living, we were, I, you know, I would say thriving, because we 
made it. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we didn't almost go extinct. We, we made it through and, and here we are now, like it, it, yeah, I'm sure winters were a bear, but the summers were probably bearable and we've made it through. Not to say that I want to make it through if we were 15 degrees warmer than we are now. I'm not sure how, uh, or but yeah, anyway, it, it is a drastic difference, but, uh, it is, it is something we're capable of handling, I guess the glacial maximums that is. What do you, what do you mean by capable of handling? Uh, I'm just saying like humans made it through the last glacial maximum 18,000 years ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was tend as as a person who loves the winter it's easier to deal with the cold than it is the heat yes absolutely actually you know, at some point you can't take layers off nope it's difficult it's easier to deal with the cold than the heat i think uh, i would um less less disease I mean, there's a uh, <laughs> there's some uh that's i i don't know if i agree with it because it's some uh uh i was always under the impression that it's easier to deal with the heat than the cold i mean up, up to I, I think point. part of it's a perfect personal yeah I, I was just gonna say like oh is this just for jesse is this was this what it's coming to come so up with, but i mean yeah <clears throat> i mean you put on as, as long as you 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 have you know Enough insulation, you can last. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just thinking about, um, in terms of just things like across the board, food like production and I, yeah, more yeah. When yeah. yeah. No, you're you're sure. right. You're right with that, Chris. Yeah, the food I production guess. and I guess it just sounds miserable. <laughs> I mean, it just yeah. sounds hot. <laughs> yeah, all that humidity. You kidding me? Anyway, not not a fan of the humidity and, no. and uh, the cold. I like, I like my oceans heavy. Give me that 018. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, never, never too late in the night. That, for that a, was uh, an oxygen isotope. For, yeah, an isotope uh, joke there. Joke, yeah. Because when when water evaporates, it leaves behind the heavy isotope. So all, if all the if there's a whole bunch of snow on the land, you're oxygen isotopes in the ocean are going to be heavier so you're going to have more o18 than mo o16 because your o16 evaporated then dropped on the land as snow so your o18 is left over in the ocean so then all your ocean sediments are going to be heavier in o18 than o16 so if you have that heavier o18 to o16 ratio that means you had a high glacial maximum or, or more ice on land so mm-hmm there you go. There's your um, isotope geochemistry lesson for the day there. There you go. Let's circle back here. Yeah. Where'd that snow come from? Why'd we get so much snow? Why it's snow? Why why snow? Well, the temperatures dropped. Why did temperatures drop? Oh, are you talking about Ooh. a good close personal oh, friend? Oh, man, show? you know oh, I, I am. <laughs> you know, I'll use any excuse to talk about good old Militun. I don't know if that's how you say his first name. 
Good old Mr. Milenkovich. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Milenkovich, thank you very much. Yes. Did uh, study in Yugoslavia for six years to be called Mr. Thank you. Yeah. St- Yugoslavia did not even exist when he was that's alive, a, that's a good but he point. still studied there. Yeah. Uh, Is he where, Bosnian? Herzegovinian? What, was he Bosnian? I don't know. I thought he was Serbian. Is he Serbian? Er- I don't, I, I don't mean to offend anyone. Some letters here yeah, I'm not trying to offend some, anyone. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Mixing up some... Uh, I, I came about in the eighties and nineties. Different so ethnic there's groups. A, here. There's a lot of. Uh... Yeah, yeah, we yeah we learned in the public school system uh, during the Cold War. So everything was Serbian, Serbian, by the way. He was Serbian. Serbian lived uh, he, from he did 1979 to 1958. He um this guy real fast. <laughs> he he put on many hats. By the way, yeah. mathematician, astronomer, climatologist, geophysicist, civil engineer, and popular popularizer of science. Ooh, yeah. He, Mil- um, uh, you should Mil- see his dance moves. <laughs> Militin Milenkovic. Is it Milenkovic or Blankovic? Vic. Vic. That that's the the Vich. the. Wait, uh, and and what were the, what were the years you touted out there? Huh. He was alive from 1879 to 1958. 79 years old. He was born, so he did die he, in the Yugoslavia. I thought he was in, older in, than that. In Yugoslavia. But um, he was born in, in, in the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. Modern-day Croatia. Okay. Yeah. Modern-day Croatia. But he, he was Serbian. Um, Those borders have moved around a lot. They shifted a little bit. And no one knows why. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Milankovic, he, he was the one. He created a weather machine. He did, and he went back in time. <laughs> time bandit. We, we've talked both about weather Milankovic. wizard. <laughs> we've talked about both Milankovic and Ice Ages before. Yes, mm-hmm. but it it was basically, you know, our. Earth's position with respect to the sun altered our global climate. In the beginning of the Pleistocene, it was our eccentricity, our orbit. We had a pretty elliptical orbit, so we had very cold winters. Um, And then in the latter half of the Pleistocene, our obliquity actually took over as the main driver, which is our tilt, which affects seasonality. And we made us have, you guessed it, colder winters. So that, then, that led to snow. There's there's some other things, too. You get these. Uh, yeah. uh, we should also talk about the um, the albedo effect, too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Feedback loops. Uh, the uh, uh, It's the, the this runaway effect when you start getting ice growing past a certain. Well, when uh, ice is, is very light colored and what it does is reflects solar um uh the solar radiation back off of the it does it doesn't stay on the earth it reflects it back out and so the more ice you get the more light colored the surface of the earth gets and the more it reflects that solar stuff back out into space by the way and we so talked on. about milankovitch cycles in january of 2016 episode 34 for those who are oh. curious Oh, I got yeah. There we go. Way back in the day, hundred and fourteen episodes ago. 
So there's 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 a lot of stuff that uh, that starts going on uh, to to get this the ice growing. It's not just it, there's no one variable. There's there's a couple. There's several things. And the other thing, too, is, by the way, you're not going to get continental ice sheets unless your continents are hanging around the poles. If the it comes, it also affects comes down into tectonics, too. You need some. Yeah, you got to be. In the tectonics to help you out a little bit yeah yeah because yeah. still even during the ice ages the tropical regions weren't covered in ice what it, unless they mm-hmm. were really high up in elevation that was what about uh, snowball earth that's take us back to the cryogen well that's where i thought we we're talking about place to see and stuff here. <laughs> ice sheet here you know <laughs> we already talked about snowball earth <laughs> and even that it wasn't ice the oceans just got slushy right isn't that Slush what we ballers. talked about yeah Flushy oceans. Yeah, Snowball Earth was episode ninety-two back in twenty twenty-one. Seems like it was just several weeks ago. We talked about. Uh, it was uh, April of twenty twenty-one, so about a year and a half ago. My everybody's sense of time is just broken at this point. Yep. Um, maybe we should rename rename that one Slushball Earth. Slushball. That was the some people do want to call it Slushball Earth. Do they really? Yeah, it was near someone. Someone wanted to. I thought there was something more like a or brought yeah, to you by Seven <laughs> Eleven, something like that. Yeah, I um, call it Slurpy right. Earth. <laughs> so yeah, these Belikovich cycles tend to it's it's uh tend to lead to colder temperatures, and that's what um the the glacial cycles during the Pleistocene were um have been linked to. So, um, mosey on back to the uh, Laurentide Ice Sheet, the topic of of um, of today's podcast. Um, how do we know how far down the ice went to? Is there uh, it's uh, anything anything on the uh, on the surface of the Earth that uh, maybe uh, can tell us? Because the ice is gone, right? The ice is is all is, is retreated. You're, you're talking about something that uh, Steve and I had the pleasure to see two weeks ago. Oh, dude, do, do do expand yeah. on that topic, sir. We, we glacial we till, part, baby. Yeah, we took part in the the annual <clears throat> field conference of Pennsylvania geologists, mm. and we were up in uh, northwestern Pennsylvania near Erie, Pennsylvania. We saw all the tills your heart could desire. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, saw some glacial outwash, sweet cross bedding up there. Yeah, moraines, uh, eskers, moraines, eskers. Talked about yeah. uh, date, dating it, how to date them, how to date the different moraines, how to yeah, how to ask um, them out, <laughs> <laughs> how to make that first move. Uh, <laughs> no, but there, you know, there there's a ton of mining up there. And not just for coal, not just for oil, but actually um, for materials. Like, you know, the think about it. Glaciers actually did the process of sorting the rocks for you. So there's lots of, you know, gravel sides, grains, sand grains, you know, uh, just a, a ton of for um, material purposes for, you know, making cements, using it as uh, anti-slip agents for roadways and things like that when it ices up. You know, they throw sand down on the roads now. Um, and that's becoming more and more of an issue with uh, too much salt, essentially pollution. You know, you throw too much yeah. salt into the system 
and uh you know other things start to die so mm-hmm. it's like in that and especially in that part of the world too because the drainage it goes into lake erie which yeah. famously is fresh water um, yeah <clears throat> too much salt would be bad it would be bad so yeah so that i mean just real quick moraines and and <clears throat> these these tills it's um yeah it's it's all the the ground up material that the ice sheet bulldozed on its path down from from Labrador where yeah. it was growing. Imagine it it's not just like a broom sweeping the loose stuff down. It's like a broom and a belt sander all at the same time. Like it's it not only is it pushing the loose stuff down, but it's it's also creating like it's grinding up stuff and creating its own uh boulders and and gravel and sand and whatnot. And then once you know it's pushing it all, pushing it all, pushing it all down, and then at some point that equilibrium gets met where the snow is still happening, but the melt is still happening, but it's happening at the same exact rate. So you're constantly melting and freezing at the same rate. So the, the ice is stopped. So you're still going to get some of that crap falling out of the ice sheet, so to speak. But then at some point, your snow is not keeping up with your melt. And now all this stuff that's been stuck in the ice is now starting to melt out of the ice and just kind of like vomit at the end of this ice river. And that that's how you get your end, what they call end rains. Cause that's as far as the ice went. And you think about it, you know, there might've been like 15 quote unquote end rains, but that, that ice is going to keep like, if, if one year you had a, a lot more melt than, than snow, you'd create an end rains. But if two years later you had a lot more snow than ice, it's just going to bulldoze over that thing. And there, there's no more evidence of that. So your moraines are basically the last glacial maximum. <laughs> That's as far as the ice went. And then if it melts, 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 and then sits there for a minute, then you get another moraine. Melts, 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 sits there for a minute, then you get another end moraine. So uh, that the, those moraines are basically the end like the the last glacial maximum. And then you see these retreating moraines as the ice is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, if if it gets bigger again, again, it just bulldoze over it, resets the whole process, and then backs up again. That makes sense. So if you want to see sense. a great, great example of end moraines um, in North America, well, there's just a lot of them, but uh, my personal favorite is uh, there's a line going from Long Island for the international listeners, Long Island extends off of New York City, basically. It's uh, pretty close to New York City. Um, it extends out, uh, and then it goes, and then you'll hit some islands a little further out, Nantucket uh, 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 and Martha's Vineyard, and then Cape Cod. And you, if you look at the, the those string of islands, it's it's all it's all in a line, and that is your end moraine from uh, the last glacial maximum right there. Another fun fact about end moraines, there is a vodka named uh, Finlandia. You guys ever have Finlandia vodka? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finlandia vodka is naturally filtered through glacial moraines. It's, fil- it's made in Finland. 
in case the name didn't give that away. Mm. They used the moraines to naturally filter the water to make the vodka. So, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Fine. <laughs> I'm fine with glacial water being the derivative of my vodka, but glacial till is notoriously not well sorted. Hmm. So I don't know if it'd be a good filter or not. I don't know. Yeah, Finlandia Vodka likes to use Marines for their filter. So hey. I mean, they t- <laughs> they're distilling it and whatnot. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not worried. You know, I don't consume a lot of hard liquor, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to turn it down. And vodka. Yeah. As opposed to what, like Tito's, which comes from Houston water? Like, come on. <laughs> Houston. Yeah. The worst. The worst. Uh, Houston is the worst. worst right now. Houston, right, you have right a now. problem. Yeah. Oh. Houston, you're the worst. We, we say is this, is this a little too soon for you, Chris? I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we not talk about this? What? What? I don't I'm know. I'm not rooting for Houston to win to, to beat no, the No, no, no. Through the last team we went through. Uh, oh, the Braves? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't root for the Braves. That's, All that's right. Fun. I'm just saying. I, I, you know, build fills. Chris lives in Georgia right now, and Jesse and I are from the great state of Pennsylvania, rooting for the Philadelphia Phillies right now. So Chris, Chris was born in Philadelphia, and Chris is going to root for the Phillies no matter where he lives. Had a boy. Had a boy. Yeah. There you go. So. Um. <laughs> So, speaking of baseball, let's get back to the uh, Laurentide Ice. <laughs> um, one thing, kind of, I'm just kind of throwing out some uh, some cool cool little facts here about the uh, the Laurentide Ice Sheet. Um, so, once this thing started melting, like I said, uh, eighteen thousand years ago, it kind of hit its peak. That's when it, it uh, we call it the last glacial maximum or the LGM, if you want to shorten it. Um, so that's 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 when the ice hit its maximum extent, and then after that, it started to melt and it started to retreat. All right. So, in um, once that thing started, once it started to melt, we started to have these very large influxes of low salinity water into the Arctic Ocean. All right. Glacial water is fresh water. Right. Um, you salt water. It's it's because uh, it's coming from snow. It's you're not going to have. There's not going to be salt water. It's all it's all fresh water. So it's fresh and so clean, clean. Exactly. So it starts coming. Uh, it starts dumping all of this uh, very low salinity water into the Arctic Ocean. And w- the, what's believed to have happened is that there was a, a disrupt. It disrupted the North Atlantic deep water, right, which is very saline, cold, deep water that flows into flows uh, from the Greenland Sea. This starts dinking around with what was called as the thermohaline circulation, right? So you get all this, uh, all this fresh water starts messing that up, and this creates a time period called. This is actually Jesse's favorite time period uh, within within the Pleistocene. The younger Dryas. The younger Dryas. I love it. So yeah. uh uh and and uh and so this it's this uh it's this uh very very dry it's this drier period because the 
the thermohaline circulation starts getting all screwed up from the uh yeah. from the tissues. so we it it actually you know you stop driving the heat north in the in the in um in the in the ocean circulation and it, it, yeah plunged us back into ice age conditions mm -hmm. and that shutdown took do you know how long no uh they think less than 30 years that's so really fast so it started getting warmer it got to the point where it got so warm that we so started me, dumping water let me back up yeah water. let's back let's back up a second so there's actually it's kind of interesting as it melts <clears throat> you start getting um like big chunks are are, are breaking off um and 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 iceberg right ahead ice, icebergs breaking off and whatnot and so you get um <clears throat> you, you get different sort of big periods of ice rafted debris that are that are going into um the ocean you start getting these events of of rapid warming and and, and cooling um what are called Dansgaard Oscar events, Osh Osager events, um, that lasts, you know, they, they kind of flip between like these pulses of warm and cold, warm and cold. And so it, it destabilizes the whole ice sheet and you get this ice raft of debris, um, that I'm blanking on, um, right now, what the name of it was, ah, ice rafting. Oh, bond, bond events, I think. Yeah, bond James events. James Bond events. No, that's not right. Those are Holocene. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy if I can't think about it. But anyway, um, <clears throat> oh, Heinrich events. Heinrich events, these big ice rafted debris events. Mm. Um, and, and so this, this leads into um, what's called... Um, oh, the bowling alarod, which is where you start getting bowling alling what? Yeah. So 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 I'm I'm getting in the weeds here, but it it you know the the bowling alarod warming is when you get the 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 kind of the the death knell of of the ice sheet, and you have these huge meltwater pulses because what happens is during during this warming as it all melts big chunks of ice get blocked up in the St. Lawrence Seaway, ah! which was one of the major outflows. And so you have this huge glacial lake that builds up behind it. And all of a sudden it, it, this ice dam bursts. The dam breaks. Yeah. And you, you have two major pulses they are called meltwater pulse one a and one B. And they, they caused <clears throat> sea level to rise on the order of about two inches a year what? For, for like 500 so, years. Yeah. Wow. You, you, so right now, like, it's like yeah, 30 you, meters or something over the, the two inches a year. Yeah. It's, it's just, what is it? So give me, what is, what is that in millimeters? Cause right, right that now is that's 50, five, 56 millimeters. That's five centimeters. Yeah. Millimeters. Yeah. So right now, like the, the, the average across the world, um, Sea levels rising like four millimeters a year. Yeah, three point three point four, 
not taking into account subsidence or mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, that in, so that's and, and it, at this time is going 50 some odd millimeters a year yeah so yeah 15 15 times you know uh uh, more than what it currently is. It's an, it's an order of mag. It's it's an order of magnitude. Yeah, more. yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah, th- think back to our Mediterranean Sea episode where we're talking about the Mediterranean Sea filling back in. Yeah, if you ever look at look at um uh um a sea level curve for in into the Holocene from the end of the last ice age, and you'll see it's sort of this this slope upwards because everything's melting. And then it just spikes and levels off because this is one of those, they think the spike caused a slowdown in the thermohaline and cooled a bit. And then it spikes again during a warming and then slows down. And then you start going back into it and they think it had been destabilized enough that that gives way to the younger driest, where it just shuts down completely. Like they mm. had slowed it down, slowed it down. And finally it just shut off. And the, the younger dryest when we go into it, um, uh, so sometimes these are known as the, sometimes these events where these subtle coolings after the, the meltwater pulses are known as the older dryest. Mm. And so the younger dry, the younger dryest, um, it, you know, it, it, the onset is really quick, you know, 15, 30 years. And it takes us back into the ice age conditions for about a thousand years before we come out of it. And then sea level sort of naturally rises. The, the ice sheets melt um, <clears throat> for, the, for the next. So the Younger Dryas is, you know, 13, let's just ballpark and say 13,000 years ago, <clears throat> 12.5. And the ice sheets keep melting and sea level keeps rising for uh, like the next 6,000 years. And then it stabilizes until recently when it starts taking off again. Wow. It's just a little rundown. I I gave a lecture on sea level yesterday. So. <laughs> still, <laughs> still fresh in the memory. A uh, little bit, a little bit. I was talking yeah. about modern sea level though. So. so there was a lot. That's that's Je- Jesse just dropped some knowledge bombs right? on us, <laughs> and uh, I there is some facts in there that I was not aware of that uh, that that he just dropped it on. So that was uh, well, that happens to me often though. So you get you, you get used to it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it was um, that was that was impressive, Jesse. Uh, it's 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 a it's a favorite little time period for me. Oh, it, it it is interesting that it melts so much that it's like ah nope nature's like nope we're we're hang on we're gonna stabilize this too much too much yeah so you slow the, your roll buddy hang so on while we're speaking about all this melting let's talk let's uh, okay so the younger dry is like thirteen thousand years ago let's backtrack back to the last glacial maximum to eighteen thousand years ago yeah let's know how much uh, sea level dropped. Because of all the ice, when the when the ice hit its max, so it's a meter way down, way down, one hundred and twenty-two meters yeah. lower than today. Crazy, yeah, yeah. I that's, meant one hundred and twenty-two meters. That's four hundred feet. Yeah, I mean that's when you look at the you look at the coastline of like New Jersey. It's like 
a hundred miles out from where yeah, it is a, now. I was, I was, uh, I was talking about it yesterday. I was like, you know, you drive to the Jersey shore in the summer and it's like an hour, right? It's an hour to get to the shore. Well, during the last ice age, you drive an hour and then you'd still have like another hour to go. Yeah. Just driving across. Imagine driving across the coastal plain though. I assume, well, if that dried out enough, it'd be like going across the salt flats maybe. Yeah. You could probably hit like car. 120 miles an hour. Yeah, go in your. You could have a solid gold house and a rocket car. Well, <laughs> and it's it's part of the reason, like in it, it, mainly in the Back Bay areas today. What are the Back Bay areas today? You find like mastodon skeletons um, <clears throat> in these areas that are now underwater, but during the last glaciation, you know, they were just part of the landscapes and they were low lying areas. So they were probably lakes and things like that or, or, muddy yeah, or wetlands, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, rivers. Go one of those places, places, places where, where the, these animals would eat grasses and whatnot. Yeah. Get, get stuck maybe and die. So um, if you go offshore from the modern day coast along the, the continental shelf, you see there's all on these, the East uh, coast. On the East Coast, yeah. Uh, you go out into the Atlantic Ocean from from uh, the United States. You see all these incised river valleys at the bottom of the ocean along the the continent. Yeah, check it out. Check it out on Google Earth. You, you, can, you look yeah, at it. You, you can yeah, see them. The, it's pretty clear. Yeah, the Hudson Canyon's one of the easiest ones to spot. So uh, wait a minute. How Uh-oh. do you get rivers flowing at the bottom of the ocean? That sounds kind of <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> the answer gonna... is the ocean wasn't there <laughs> yeah. when, when those rivers were flowing. Um, yeah, you can see a lot of the rivers along, especially like up in like the Mid-Atlantic states, up in the Northeast. It's it's really, really evident. Um, you can see uh, the, the past paths of the Potomac River, the Delaware River, all this stuff, um, all the... The you know some of them carved out several canyons as as the river evolved and and moved around, but uh, yeah, all these these river canyons are, are carved out along the the continental shelf because sea level had dropped, your base level dropped. So the rivers rivers are just trying to get to the ocean. They just right? want to go home. They mm-hmm. want to go home. Rivers are lazy. They want to go downhill as and they want to get <laughs> to the ocean as fast as possible. They don't care. They're going to follow that path of least resistance. So they just start. You know, scooting, you know, basically when at, at the last glacial maximum, sea level dropped to the edge of the continental shelf. And these rivers were carving out canyons across the continental shelf, which is still part of the the continent, you know? Yeah. They were they they just they were a flowing. Yep. Also, you can think of the continental shelf, like the continental shelf, you know, in terms of, we're talking about the Laurentide ice sheet. And so, you know, the, the we're focused here on in the United States, but that whole uh, continental shelf going off the East coast of the U S into the Atlantic ocean, that's all part of North America. It's just the continental shelf is that part that gets flooded out when sea level comes up and it's exposed when sea level drops, but that's all, that's all still part of yep. North America. It's just underwater right now. It's just right now. It's just flooded out. And, uh, you know, one of the, the, you know, while we're on this topic, when the water starts, I'm sorry, when the ice starts to melt, goes into the oceans and 
uh, starts pouring water into the oceans and sea level starts coming back up. Um, so while the while the sea level was down, these rivers started carving out, right? The sea level starts coming up. Now the water starts flooding out all these canyons that the rivers carved out. And this is how you get features like the Chesapeake Bay forming. It's called a drowned river valley. As the, you get the, the, the rivers carved everything out, sea level comes up and floods out that canyon. And basically that's how you get the, that's how the, the Chesapeake Bay formed. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Delaware Bay, same thing. Delaware Bay. Hudson well, Bay. Yeah. Let's, Another, let's not forget part of the Chesapeake Bay was the shape, the form, the foundation was laid 33 million years ago, oh. which you can hear about in episode Hang on. <laughs> did we ever do a whole episode on that one? We did. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> Shoot. I think yeah. it every, every, I vacation every day impactor. Um, yeah. I vacation every year. I don't year think we did a whole episode Bay. on that one. Yeah. We should revisit it. I think it was an early one. Chesapeake Bay impact episode 100. Uh, like I said, I think it was an early one. It was 50, 50 episodes ago back in July of 2020. I, I was going to say, like, I think it was episode like 15. Time has no meaning. Oh, like, wow. I don't remember. Doing all that. <laughs> I mean, it was a great one. It was my favorite. It was, it was like 17 months ago. So 18 months wow. ago, whatever. Episode 100. Yeah. Cool. Oh, how about that? Cool. We've come full circle. There you go. Not, no, not quite, but um, yeah, Laurentide. So riddle me this. <clears throat> Where is the Laurentide still around? Would green, the Greenland ice sheet still be considered? <sighs> I want to say I, everything I'm reading says like was like past tense. Was. Like it is no longer considered. So, as, as as far as I've always understood it, Greenland is is part of the ice sheet, but it was a different flow, sort of like okay. um, Baffin, and or actually Greenland might be part of the Baffin ice sheet. Um, no, never mind. But well, the Baffin ice flow, which was the Baffin ice flow. Yeah, so, so green. We yeah, we you talked. That's right. I'm sorry, you did talk about all the different flows. Yeah, but if you look. I want to say there is a small uh, there. I think this, there's a small little oh, it ice is still around the Barnes yeah. ice cap. Yep. There's a small little ice In, cap. You know, how do you pronounce it? None of it. None of it. None of None of it. Yeah. Baffin yeah. Islands. Baffin Islands. Yeah. So it's, it's way. So have a little tiny bit of the water. Yeah. Way up there in, in Northern, Northern Canada. Just and you can sort of see how it's a, it's a little but, ice cap. But is like, it large enough to be considered a sheet, according to our original definition? Well, I'd have to get it's, I'd have to get out the Google Earth and measure tool. <laughs> yeah, that that's where I was going with it. That yes, there are still parts of it left. There's still chunks of ice here and there, but I don't think it's big enough to be called a sheet anymore. How dare you? How I dare know. you? Listen, I'm a stickler for the rules. What can I say? Yeah. No glacier according, shame. According to, uh, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> which has never failed us before, uh, <laughs> yeah. it says the Barnes ice cap containing remnants of the Laurentide ice sheet. So remnants of it. Maybe it's okay. 
depends on how you read that. Oh boy. The, it's in, yeah, so none of it. So it's in the Quicklatuk. Sorry, I murdered that region of, of Canada. Quick to luck took. Quick luck. Mm, mm, nope. Gonna stop. Stop while I had. <laughs> Jesse, you, you keep breaking up on us. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just doing a I'm just doing a real rough. What do we say it has to be to be considered? The size of New York State, which was how many 50, square miles? Twenty-five thousand. Uh, fifty. The, I think I said 50,000 square kilometers or 19,000 square miles. All right. Nine. No, that's how big it was. I don't, I don't think that's how big an ice sheet needs to be, to be considered. Right. 50. No, no, that's the definition. It's oh, uh, geez. more, more than 50,000 square kilometers. Hmm. Um, are you like drawing some polygons right now on Google Earth to try to I, figure I, this out? I was trying, yeah. Um, square kilometers, we say, ah, yeah, goodness. or or uh, 19,000 19, square miles, yeah. Can you put that into hectares? Is well, well how big is no, how big is how big is New York State? Go on. Apparently, it's about 50,000 square kilometers, according to this one website I'm looking at. Yeah, that doesn't seem right, because what's... I feel like Pennsylvania's, like, much bigger. I mean, it's a bigger state. Some would argue a better state, too. (laughs) But, yeah, that... I mean... Ugh, this... This I should use, but I won't because it's the worst GIS. That'd be an easier way to do this, but <clears throat> nobody got time for that. All right, nope. just roughly a rough estimate. We can say, whoa, nope, not gonna cut it, not gonna do it. Uh it's about six thousand square kilometers. Um or um, uh, 5.7 billion square meters. New York State is roughly 130,000 square kilometers. I got 120. For New I, I, I just did a real rough estimate. I have 121. Yeah. yeah. Based on Google Earth. We got we to we run these numbers again. Depending upon where my... Uh, I guess I could just Google what is this square kilometers of New York instead of just actually measuring it myself. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, we no, like no. to be empirical about. I do. Here. I did want to be empirical. To. Um, yeah, New York State uh, <clears throat> total land area: one hundred twenty-two square, one hundred twenty-two thousand square kilometers. Just for the sake of argument, what did I say? 122,000 square kilometers? Yes. Pennsylvania. Hang on. Let me see if I get it. Let me see if I get it close. 
I measured it in hectares. Uh, shoot, 114. How is Pennsylvania smaller? 116. You were close, though. According Pennsylvania is smaller anyways, than New York? Well, I'm not sure I can handle that. 141. If you don't count water, it is. But if you count water, which I we do, win. Yeah. <laughs> which I do. Yeah, of course. We're, <laughs> we're 141, and they're 119. Weak. Weak. So it's a lot of Lake Erie. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great lake. It's in its name. It's great. Although they're on Lake Erie too. True. Yeah, actually, well, they have a lot of Lake Erie too. You must take in Delaware Bay or something. I don't know. Delaware, what that is. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm no, not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna argue this. But anyways, so P A P A P A. Back to the Laurentide ice sheet. Um. Yeah, so if uh, I was looking at that Barnes ice cap, if this is just just real fast, uh, 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 if it's what I think it is, it's measuring six thousand square kilometers. Yeah, like I said, right? Did I? Yeah. So yeah, it's so it's. Oh yeah, I said fifty-seven. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, but it's the the last little bits of the the Laurentide ice sheet. So. This one's great ice sheet. Just tiny, tiny little thing now. So there you have it. That's uh Lauren Tide Ice Sheet. Anything else? We did uh, uh we covered a lot of stuff today. Um, I'm kind of went, went all over the place, but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um looking at the St. Lawrence Seaway right now, just thinking about all the ice going through there and damming it up. Right. Must yeah. have been a crazy thing to uh, to have seen. Yeah, when I was in Google Earth, I was looking at all those incised valleys like nuts. Crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, cool. cool. So, well, thanks to everyone for uh, listening to this week's episode of the Flannel Cast. Uh, if you liked it, tell a friend. If you didn't like it, don't tell a friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, if you didn't like it, uh, drop us a line. Let us know. Uh, you know, some people love our ranting and our, our offshoots. Some people hate our ranting and our offshoots. So it's it's hard for us to tell. So we, we're constantly trying to refine and get better. But uh, um, uh Regardless, you should go to geologyflannelcast.com and check out the merch there or go to patreon.com slash geologyflannelcast and uh, check out our different. Yeah, if you uh, really hate us and want to buy a t-shirt to burn it, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds buy like a several. great idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, they used to say about um, Howard Stern back in the day when he was like, you know, super popular. The people that hated him listened to more than the yes. people that a lot like more them. yeah <laughs> anyways i i hope uh, that's so not true with us i hope it's mostly people who love us you know and my mom everyone loves us Steve. don't worry <laughs> about it so um yeah we're out in the social media the instagram the facebook look us up on those where we are out there so um uh, so uh we it brings us to the most important question of the day now what is the song that uh, Jesse's going to take us out with today? I know what song is stuck in my head. 
Yeah. I assume it's the same. We got to go with Ice Ice Baby. Right. Okay. Thank uh, you. Save it all. Ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, who is from Canada? Is he? He's Canadian? No, I'm kidding. I don't. I have no idea uh, if he's from Canada. He no, might be I, from like Fort Lauderdale or something. I have no you're, idea. You're, yeah. You're thinking of snow. Oh, 12 inches of snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vanilla was, Ice, the, whose real name is. Uh, Robert Van Winkle. Yes, is from Dallas, he's, Texas. Dallas, he's Texas. But grew up in, yeah, grew up in Miami. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought he grew up in Florida, but yeah, he sings about um in Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, sings about it. Raps about. How about that? Did he really get sued? Is it story true that he got sued by members of? of queen or the yes. whatever the something yes it was a total ripoff of queens under pressure yes yeah yeah uh yeah he didn't make a ton of money off of ice ice baby because of that but he still made a ton of money but just not as much as he would have yeah so remember him in the the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie the second one secret of the ooze is that the was he in it was it? Oh, he had a little cameo in the beginning i think right. so yeah that sounds right yeah, uh, dude, Vanilla Ice was no king of the world back in the early '90s, man. He wow. had a house renovation show. He did, and it was pretty good. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah, on the DIY what DIY network, I think. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, all right, Ice Ice Baby, doom 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 doom. As much as I can help without us getting sued. Uh, so by, sue us now by Queen things. or yeah. God rest his soul, Freddie Mercury. But All right. well, uh, thanks everyone for uh for tuning in, hanging out this week for the flannel cast, and we'll catch you guys next week with another fun, exciting episode of the Geology Flannel Cast. Thanks everyone. I'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping. Bye.